Hey there, and welcome to Networking School, a podcast to sharpen your networking knowledge and add to your network. Join me each week for powerful interviews, strategies you can implement immediately, and connections to professionals you need to know. My name is Tish Times, and I am a sales and networking expert. I've been in the connection business my entire career, and for more than 10 years, I have been teaching entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and sales teams to stop wasting time and money with ineffective networking. In addition to running a professional networking organization, I am in love with coaching entrepreneurs to sell with authority and network with confidence. Some of my clients have increased their income by more than 300% with the intentional networking strategies that I teach. It's time to stop playing with your income. It's time for more connections, more confidence, and more clients. It's time for networking school. I am here with Miss Bridget McGowan Hawkins. Did I say your name? Is it McGowan or McGowan? I never say your last name. Right. Who does? Right. <laughs> it's it's McGowan. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. She is my friend. Because we we met, God, how did we meet, Bridget? I don't even remember how. I'll tell you exactly how we met. I know where we met the first time, but I don't know who introduced us. I I want to say Jody Towns. No, it wasn't Jody Towns. Okay, okay. If it it wasn't Jody, then it was... Was it Jennifer? You sure? It was Jennifer, I know because I was in her roundtable discussion, and she's in the meeting. She goes, "You need to meet Bridget. I need to connect the two of you all." Okay. And then I think she sent us an oh, email. You know why I'm thinking Jody? Jody introduced me to Jennifer. That ah, was it. Got it. And, got and it, got Jennifer it. connected the two of us. Okay, there okay. we go. So now that we got that, okay, audience, you're back. <laughs> We just had to figure a couple of things out, but but I I know when we first got connected, we were like, okay, we got to meet face to face. We went and had breakfast. Um, you know, whenever I find someone who needs like a speaker coach, and I'll let Bridget tell you a little bit what she does, needs to like write a book, all the things that she is a master at, this is the person that I refer those people to. So Bridget, tell us a little bit about what you do and then caveat, tell us something about yourself that we're not going to find in your bio. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. What I do, right. So since 2001, I've been a professional speaker. Bridget, what's a professional speaker? I've heard of a public speaker. What's a professional speaker? Mm. A public speaker is somebody who gets paid. A professional speaker is a public speaker who gets paid. (laughs) (laughs) So when you hear that strange job title, a professional speaker, same thing as a public speaker. It's just you have studied and you understand what does it take to captivate an audience. You understand blocking and body language and so on and so forth. So been a professional speaker since 2001. And I am also the owner of an independent publishing company. And it all kind of meshed together, Tish. Let me tell you how I even got into publishing. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the, the the professional speaking part, that's easy. I got talks too much on all of my report cards. <laughs> right, right. So said, let's monetize this mouth, there right? Go, There's real. a book title. Jot that down. Monetize you your mouth. So <laughs> this is how I got into the publishing world, Tish. I submitted a proposal to speak at a conference in August of 2018. Mm-hmm. I got word back in early November of 2018 that said, nice proposal. Thanks, but no thanks. 
we'll put you on the wait list. Don't call us. We'll call you. Mm-hmm. Well, come March of 2019, they did call me. They okay. said, we have a spot for you. We want you to come. Conference was being held in D.C., uh, 13, 14,000 people in attendance. And I noticed in the information that they send me when they say, yeah, yeah, we've got a spot for you. Come on in. Uh, do you have a book to sell in the bookstore? Uh, yep. I said to myself, no, I don't have one right now, but I will by the yeah. time that. Day. There you go. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. I put together that book and I'm going to be very, I need everybody to hear me on this one. I put together that book in about a month maybe a little bit less than a month, but let me tell you, I did not write it in that month. I sat and I realized, Tish, all of this content that I have. Yes, say that. Bridget, tell the people, you People, you, you're, you're giving out this, these blogs, yes. even when you're posting some really content-rich rich information on Facebook, yes. on LinkedIn, yes. just a little simple post about a lesson you learned, mm. a hiccup that you, you learned from or whatever, something from your industry that would surprise people. I mean, whatever it is, that's your content. And it's nice to put it out there for free and get published for free on LinkedIn or what have you, but pull all of that together. So I pulled content from the blogs that I've been writing for years. And I pulled content from an online course I created. And that's how I came up with my book. But here's where the publishing and the speaker world really collide. Mm I go present at the conference. Everybody's happy. Rah, rah, re, re, great presentation, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> People come up and they're chit-chatting with, with me after the presentation. Hundreds of folks are in the room. Many of them just skedaddle and go on about their way. Several return to the room and they say, Bridget, we went to the bookstore. Your book is not there. I said, oh, no, no. Oh, hold on. Yes. That book is there. <laughs> I got off the plane yesterday. I went straight to that bookstore, even took a selfie with it on the shelf behind me. The bookstore is in, uh, the, the book is in that bookstore. Yes. They said, no, turn it down a notch. Your book it's, is sold out. Right. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yes. I had been leaving opportunities on the table, Tish. Yes. I had been leaving money on the table. And how many other professional speakers, entrepreneurs, business owners, just experts in their industries are leaving money on the table. And it's not just about money, but people want your expertise. And especially if you speak Mm. afterwards, they want to take something home with them to remind them of you. They want to be able to talk about you and talk about your presentation. So out of all those years, I didn't have a book. Mm -hmm. And so there you have it. Something that is not in my bio. I drive with both feet. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we, can we back up? Why? made the most sense to me when I was like, why would you use one foot back and forth and going on my response time is much faster when it comes to breaking because I keep that I keep that foot I keep that that left foot covering the break yeah okay all right all right I love it (laughs) so let's back up a little bit because like you I wrote my first two books that same way And I was so overwhelmed with angst about writing this book. And it occurred to me, I was like, well, wait a minute, that's a chapter. That blog post is a chapter. 
that blog post is another chapter. And I literally pulled all that information to to create a book. And I got challenged. My first book, my husband was sick of me saying I was going to write a book because I've been saying it for years. And he challenged me to write a book on a weekend. And I did it. And again, it was just pulling information that I had already written elsewhere. And I was like, bam, what? (laughs) There you go. There you go. And everybody, you don't have to look at it as this big tome, as this, you know, tons of chapters and so on and so forth. I remember going to visit my hairstylist. She said, oh, geez, Bridget, I, I bought your book, Real Talk. Oh, months ago. And I just haven't had a chance to read it. I just haven't had the time. And then it struck me, write something smaller. Yes. So you don't have to have hundreds and hundreds Thank of you. pages. For business. Yes. People don't have time for that. Thank you. You can do yeah. a tips book. So yep. I'm telling you, I don't think it was a month after having that conversation with mm-hmm. Deja that I came up with show up and show out 52 yeah. communication habits to make you unforgettable. 52. One tip per week, and you've got communication habits for a year. year. And it's like maybe 112 pages or something like that. And it's just a little pocketbook. So don't feel like you've got to sit and and turn into uh, Mark Twain or something. Year, rather, know, you know, we're not doing our biography. I, I love all of what you said. I have had the privilege and the honor of being featured in two of your books and excited because before we started record, we talked about the next one that I want to do, which I will share at a later date. But, but I love what you do. I've obviously seen lots of your work and very, very excellence is all across it. So I'm, I'm excited about um, what you have up your sleeve next. Cause I know you got something up your sleeve next, but oh, um, yes, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you, you share what you want to share. <laughs> uh, well, we have another collaboration project coming out on international women's day as a tentative uh, publication date. And there's a, a very specific reason for that because the book is focused on women who are in leadership-like positions. The title of the book is Upward. And uh, yes, Upward, Lessons in Leadership for Women on the Rise. So I love it. Yes. And each chapter is going to be from a woman where she just talks about, this is how I got where I am now. You Mm -hmm. are not alone. Here is my biggest challenge and how I got past it. And here's my advice for you if you're wanting to ascend through those ranks. So that's the next one where each lady doesn't write a 40,000 word book, but each lady in this book is writing, I don't know, maybe anywhere from 1500 to two, 3000 words of her chapter where it's her story. This is how I did it. This is how I became this leader that I am in my industry, in my business, in my profession. And here's how you can do it too. So International Women's Day of 2021, look for Upward. Mm, That's fantastic. You heard it first on the Networking School podcast. (laughs) Lord, so I know having sat across from you um, for, for lunch, having had lots of Zoom conversations, I see this confident, radiant woman who's always got a word, always very quick-witted. But I I wonder, and you share with me, has that always been the case? Because sometimes people feel like confidence is just something we're born with and that's just who we are. Do you have a story that 
you've kind of grown into your confidence or have you, have you always been confident as a, a, a woman? Right. This is the thing. Do I have days when I am just unmotivated, feeling kicked down, down and out, where there's some kind of a hiccup in the business, where there was whatever? Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. I'll tell you, just being totally transparent, I am dealing with a less than perfect situation Mm. with a a, a business uh, project right now. And I'm talking about being up on a Friday night at 1130 p.m. Mm. with a vendor and hanging up and grabbing my head and just saying, really, and not sleeping the entire weekend Mm. and 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 questioning, you know, what are you doing, Bridget? No, I've and so have I always been, quote unquote, confident like this. On some levels, yeah. I guess so, right? But am I human? Absolutely. Yes. Gotcha. Do do gotcha. I have the self doubt some days? You bet. Yeah. I also think to myself, I have two choices, and I I, I think I've always thought like this. I have two choices. I can show up and show out, like the title <laughs> of my book. Right? I can I can show up. Mm -hmm. and be miserable and down and out and forgettable and Mm -hmm. just have people feeling sorry for me. And, uh, or I can show up and say, you know what? I've got something crappy going on, but everybody's got something crappy going on. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I can push what I've got going on to the side Mm -hmm. and decide that I am going to be the best version of myself, not for me, not for my image, but for others. I love it. I love it so much. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested because I don't think we've had this particular conversation. So I want, I want to share with the audience this answer. How did you get into professional speaking? What was the road to that particular stage? It started with me just presenting at conferences mm-hmm. and so first off, I used to teach. I used to teach for the Texas A&M University system. That, uh, my husband's going to be so happy when he hears this. He's an Aggie. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Okay. So... <laughs> That's awesome. So I used to teach for the AM system. And but I, I wasn't an expert in teaching. And there aren't a lot of people who are. Right. And I, you know, I knew how to you know prepare for class and make sure I was several steps ahead of the students and had read. And but I did not know how to make sure that everybody in the classroom, no matter their perspective, was getting was picking up what I was putting down. So I started going to all these conferences and such, Tish, on on teaching at a university and engaging adult learners. And I was just trying to figure out how to figure out this teaching thing because most professors are experts in their disciplines, but they don't necessarily know how to make sure that what they're teaching is sticking. And so they tend to do a lot of lecturing and that doesn't always stick. So I'm going to these conferences Tish, and I'm watching these people present, and I'm taking notes, and I'm learning and everything, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm watching them present, and I'm like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do better than that. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> going out on a limb here. Yeah. I'm just going out on a limb because teaching every day, I was presenting every day. You're presenting at the front of that classroom. Of course. So right. I started submitting proposals to these conferences and not only were the proposals getting accepted, but also I had something of a following at one point. And I would have, I remember hearing someone say, uh, you know, this lady sits in my session just before it starts and she, uh, I don't know, leans over and asks some man something or whatever. And he says, I don't know. I don't know what she's presenting on. I just saw her name and I can't because he'd seen me present elsewhere. So I had people that would just show up because they saw the name in the conference bulletin, but it was about knowing how to move your audience that I loved. Mm -hmm. It was about just making it a conversation and making it audience centric. So that's how I got into it. it. I just got I watched other people. One, I wasn't going to these conferences to learn how to be a professional speaker. I'm trying to learn how to be an instructor at a university. Yes, yes. But then it was just kind of like, huh, I, I've never been shy getting in front of a crowd as I'm thinking about this. I was Sunday school uh, secretary right? back in the day. Yeah. Right? And, I, and I remember being so proud and so excited to get up and give my little report of yeah. what the lesson was and what the <laughs> description was for the day and how much money we collected and how many attendees there were in Sunday school. I was so proud. <laughs> so that's that's just kind of how it happened. I was just like, you know what? Let me give this a whirl. I, I, I think I can do this. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to give it a try. Let's see. And oh, and it was about I want to give my audience the experience that I would like to have if I was sitting out in the audience. I think that's kind of what shaped it too, Tish. Because I was sitting in these audiences time and time again. I'm like, yeah, this is good info, but... I could have had a V8. I could have read this somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I I get you. Totally. And I think now, and you tell me if this is your experience as a speaker, I'm hard on speakers. And I'm not mean, and I'm not, you know, I don't judge. But by the same token, I'm like, if I have either paid or signed up to be in this, I want you to wow me. I want to feel like, oh, my God, this is the place I needed to be during this time. And I think you used a phrase that I don't think I've ever heard, and I love it, audience centric. So we sometimes get so, and I say we as speakers collectively, get so absorbed with ourselves. (laughs) We're so impressed with ourselves that we forget it needs to be audience centric. So how do you ensure that that's what happens? Because I've seen you. I've seen your stuff. I've seen your videos. I know you're good. But how did you really make that connection to where people are now following you saying, I don't care what she's talking about. I just want to be in the room where Bridget is going to be speaking. It was about understanding that it's not about me. These people are showing up in this session, whether it's virtually or in person, because they have a question, they have a challenge, they have a need. They're not coming to be entertained. It's it's not a comedy show. So I know they're not coming to be entertained. They're coming to get real information. They're coming looking for a transformation. So I understood, and I know what I was coming to to presentations for. I knew I had questions. I knew I had challenges. Mm -hmm. I knew that there was so much more for me to understand about teaching and I didn't have it in me. And I was going to the speaker because he or she is supposed to be the expert. He or she is supposed to know. So for me, it was about, yes, Bridget, you have information, Folks don't want information. They can Google information. They can read a book for information. But they took the time Mm -hmm. and the energy 
and the money to come here and see you. So you have to do more than just give information, but also provide a transformation for them. Whenever I talk to both uh, aspiring speakers as well as aspiring authors, Mm -hmm. this is the question that you must answer. You must answer this. You must answer this one. What is it that I want my audience or my readers to know or to be able to do by the time they're finished with my book, by the time I'm finished with my presentation? I need everybody to be different Mm. after they finish my book, after they close the book than they were before they opened it. I need people to be different Mm. after my presentation, then they need to be new people, different people than what they were when they walked in the room. And I I need to be very clear about using such absolute terms as everybody and everyone, because listen, you are not going to reach everybody. There is going to be someone in that room who has an issue with something, whether it's what you're wearing, whether it's the way you phrase one particular sentence, whether it's an example you gave, an engagement tool you used. You will not be able to make 100% of the audience 100% happy 100% of the time. And this goes for your Facebook communities, your LinkedIn networks. You will not be able to make everybody happy and everybody loving you. It just won't happen. But, uh, you know, go in and endeavor to give it 100%. I love that so much. Now, you got me thinking because as you're saying this, as, as, as a networking expert teaching people how to engage, I'm like, how would you... If you're willing, and I know it's kind of off the off the cuff, so if you want to think about it and come back to it, that's fine too. How would you take that premise and shrink it down to someone engaging someone for the first time in a networking event where they're not giving a full-on presentation, but they have a moment and an opportunity to basically transform someone at least to the point where they want to hear more? Is that do you have any thoughts about that? You still make it audience-centric, Tish. Girl, I knew that's what you're going to say. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. <laughs> and see, when you do that, and I'll talk more specifically about that, but when you do that, let me tell you the why behind it. When you make it audience-centric, meaning you make the conversation about the other person, yes. you take so much pressure off of your shoulders. Sure and do. how do you do that? How do you do that? Hey, my name is Bridget. Uh, you know, what's your name? What do you do? Oh, da 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 Wow, that's really that's really exciting. What's your biggest challenge right now? Thank you. What? Boom, boom. Yes. And, and you hear their story, and then it puts you in a better position to make mm-hmm. more genuine connections because you're learning about this other person, yes. as opposed to you just showing up and spouting off your resume. Thank you. So look, what she just said basically is stop showing up at networking events with the intention of selling you and instead learn about the person and be content to learn about the person so that you're in a better position to be able to help them when the time really does arise. I love that so much. I could so talk to you all day. Lord, this this time goes by so quick. But I do want to ask you this. Who have you had to become, Bridget, in order to experience the level of success that you currently enjoy? What kind of transformation has had to happen for you? I had to make sure that everything that I do is mutually beneficial. Mm. Every engagement cannot be one-sided. 
people are going to do business with those they know, like, and trust. trust. Don't we? Right. We're sick of hearing it, right. but it's so true, mm-hmm. right? And so what I've had to do is understand that it's, it's, it's not about me or my business, but it's about giving the highest level of service and value and commitment yeah. to others, to clients, uh, and, and just making it mutually beneficial. Something else I've had to learn mm-hmm. is people are going to do business with people, not yes. businesses. Yes. I'll say that once more. Yes, yes. <laughs> people are going to do business with people, not businesses. Yes. People need to get to know you. And so while a website has all this great information about what you do and what you offer and how you can deliver and the results that you provide, adding something about you as a person will really go a long way. And I'm preaching to myself as much as I'm, I'm, I'm preaching <laughs> or yeah. talking to the listeners, it can be scary. Sometimes you don't want to open up about your personal self, but the thing I, is you get to pick choose what you share. There you go. Right. Yes, yes. Yes. And it's not that people are trying to be nosy about you or get mm. in your business or anything like that, but it's just, that's who they're going to do business with is someone who seems like a human. You see, wow. if you're a business and everything seems perfect and everything is nice and neat, people cannot relate to that. Very true. They, they, they don't, you, if you seem too perfect and there are no flaws and no hiccups and no mistakes and no problems and not that people want to see the mistakes and flaws or are hoping for them. It's not a misery loves company type of situation. They just need to know that you're like them. Yes. They can relate to you. Absolutely. Yes. But if, if everything is just so perfect all the time or they don't know that there's a real person behind this service or they don't know that they don't know more than just the business name. Yes. It, it, it just, yeah. So th- those are just some things that I've had to think about and transform in order to get where I am. And not that I'm some rock star, but I'm just saying, you know, oh, it's, no. it's. You are totally a rock star. Seriously. <laughs> that's are you, Tish. That's are you. Thank you. <laughs> Bridget, what's your networking secret? And that could be anything. What, because, you know, all of us on some level, whether it's social networking, whether it's networking, meeting people for the first time, whether it's bringing groups together in order to either find new authors, in order to find new um, opportunities to speak or just to find new connections. What are some of the things that have worked really well for you as it pertains to networking? Always putting myself out there as wanting to be someone who is helpful. Uh, Oftentimes, I try to end conversations or phone calls. I, I do this probably 90% of the time with the question of what can I do for you? Yes, me too. Me too. Yes. That's, I love that. And it, it just, you know, some people, it just, it, it's, it's a lovely way to end the conversation. Oftentimes people are not expecting that. Right. And you have to be genuine with it. Like, don't say it, you know, good way you're not going to follow and help if someone actually does say, you know what, this is how you can help me. But always showing up, looking for how I can help others as opposed to looking for how others can help me is is how I try to show up when it comes to networking. 
looking at how I can be a resource for somebody else, not how many business cards I can get in my wallet before I leave for the night, but how can I, you know, solve a, solve a problem for someone, uh, you know, before the evening is over, or how can I make an introduction to someone, you know, like we were talking about with Jennifer and Jody, they're fabulous at that where they're always, as they're, engaging with others, their, their, their wheels are constantly turning, thinking about, Ooh, who can I introduce this person to? It's just like reading a good book and you want to tell everybody about that book. Yes. (laughs) This is the same thing as you grow your network. And especially as you grow it with high quality people, you're constantly thinking about, Ooh, you know, Oh, if I hear X, like if I hear the word networking, I already know if somebody has a question about networking, if somebody needs to improve their sales through networking, if somebody needs a sales, uh, you know, workshop, I'll, Tish time's done. What, yo, what else? What's your next problem? Connect, you know, what else you got? But so always think about how you can solve a problem, not how somebody can do something for you, but how you can do something for someone else. Oh my God. So many gems in this conversation. So Bridget, we're going to, we are going to schedule um, a part two to this because there's some, there's some additional questions I didn't even get to. And I know you got other things to do. And I have another podcast interview, of course, coming up pretty soon. But before we wrap up, let me ask you this. Who do you believe you are uniquely gifted to serve? Ooh, first time authors, anyone who is an entrepreneur, a business owner, a professional who's been in your industry for three to five years, at least, at least three to five years, I am here to make sure you're not leaving opportunities behind and that you're not missing out on those chances to further elevate others. You have so much knowledge in your head as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as that crusher in your industry who knows it left and right and backwards and forwards. And that is not fair for you to keep all that knowledge to yourself and not give it to others. So that, that's who that, those are my go-tos. I, I can't adequately express how much I love serving those audiences because uh, you can do so much more. I love it. I love it. So all of our networking school students, get out your pen and paper and write down all of those people that would be a great connection for Bridget. And you're going to see her contact information here in the show notes. Send those people to her. She probably can change their lives. So if you have someone in your network that you know, love, that you know that, I mean, you know, they need this kind of help. Make sure you make that connection for Bridget. Now, if you'd just share, how would you like for people to reach out to you? The best way is to visit connectwithb.com. Connect, common spelling, C-O-N-N-E-C-T, with B.com. <laughs> I, love I love it so much. And we'll have your website and some social connections on the, in the show notes, but Bridget, thank you so much. We will have part two. Cause I, I got questions. I got stuff. I want to talk. I have answers. <laughs> I have answers. Let's see if they match. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate you more than you probably know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Tish. 
thank you for listening to Networking School. Go grab your complimentary networking handbook at tishtimes.com and make sure to follow and subscribe to Networking School on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the wonderful spots you go to get your podcasts. I would be so very grateful if you left a review of the show. Make sure you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember that relationships are the catalyst for success. So get out there and make some intentional, authentic connections.